welcome into this episode of Farscast. Farzim Vasugin here with you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. It is uh, it's, it's a late, late Wednesday night as I record this, and I'll explain why in just a moment. Uh, but nonetheless, if you guys are a first-time listener, welcome in. I appreciate it. Please subscribe to the podcast. Share the links with your friends. All of you guys share the links with your friends. Share the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is. Uh, you guys, TikTok, I don't know if you guys can share podcasts on TikTok, but do that if you can. Uh, and if you guys haven't, please follow me on Twitter at Farzine21 and uh, follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. A lot of uh, topics to get into here on this podcast. Deshaun Watson suspended six games. The NFL is appealing. Oh boy, that's going to be one big whirlwind there. Miami, they're in a bit of trouble. Steven Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, he got a very interesting punishment. Uh, a couple other stories as well. Mahomes has been accused of playing the race card recently. The responses to that have been interesting. And Kyle Murray's provision that we talked about last week has been removed. Also, a Kansas politician intent sent text messages trying to intentionally mislead people. Uh, obviously, Kansas has been in the news a lot lately. Also, we lost a couple of legends, Bill Russell and Vin Scully. Uh, Want to get into that at the end of the podcast as well. Uh, real quickly, uh, so the reason I'm doing a podcast so late, I was actually doing a live stream on my Facebook page. And I just wanted to chime in because we've had a lot of new followers on the Facebook page uh, this summer, uh, which is like the most boring time to talk sports. But for whatever reason, we just have grown. uh, It's insane. So many new followers. And I appreciate everyone who has been uh, uh, following, whether you're new or since day one, longtime follower, whatever the case may be. Um, Some cool news. The Facebook page. It's finally monetized. Uh, I, I did have a sponsor, as you guys know, a couple of months ago, and I'm glad that's over with for reasons I won't get into. Uh, but this is actually a lot better uh, with what's going on on the Facebook page. Uh, and it's because of you guys. So I thank all of you guys for doing everything you've done to grow the page, inviting your friends, uh, whatever you've all done, uh, even commenting, reacting to posts, sharing posts, whether you're laughing at me or you're laughing with me. That all helps at the end of the day. So I appreciate all of you guys who have been doing that on the Facebook page. You guys are the reason why the page is where it is. Um, I was actually just doing a live stream, and I was going to do it for just a short amount of time, just just, just like a few minutes. But a bunch of people showed up. Everyone was commenting, asking questions, just wanted to talk sports and whatnot. And I ended up doing a live stream for a really long time. So uh, it, I, I, I have to be up really early in the morning and I'm doing this podcast late at night. So I'm going to have, uh, probably just a couple of hours of sleep. Not good. I, I do not recommend that. Not good at all, but I got to get this pod. I want to get this podcast out of the way, uh, because tomorrow at the time I record this is the, uh, first NFL game. Uh, I mentioned this on the, uh, on the page during my live stream. I'll, I'll share it on here now real quickly. So for this upcoming season, a lot of you guys said you want more live streams and you're going to be getting that because that is something I need to do more of. And for the live streams, here's what we're going to do. As a lot of you guys probably know from before, I would do a live stream at halftime for a Chiefs game and after a Chiefs game. So here's what we're going to do now. 
we're definitely going to do more live streams. We're definitely going to keep doing uh, halftime live streams and post-game live streams. By the way, the post-game live streams, on the bottom of the live stream, if you guys are watching on the iPhone, I don't know how it is if you're on like a laptop or a desktop, but there should be a button somewhere on the bottom that lets you send a video request so we can essentially FaceTime. We can treat it like a radio show, like you're calling into a post-game show. And I'll give you guys the platform to speak your mind or ask a question, whatever it is you want to do. We'll go back and forth, have a rebuttal, whatever it is uh, uh, after a Chiefs game. And then we move on to the next person and so on and so forth. So uh, I would definitely want to keep doing that. We did that last year. That was awesome. A lot of people. We had probably anywhere from five to ten people per post game show, which was awesome. And now with the page growing, I certainly expect that to be more. Uh, we would do hour-long post-game live streams, uh, which which was awesome. So uh, let's please keep that going. That was awesome last year. Let's make it even bigger this year, especially because I think it's going to be a really good year for Kansas City. I, I mean, I'll say it every year, obviously, but um, I think it's going to be a really fun year to talk Chiefs football. Uh, as far as other live streams, I definitely want to do pre-game live streams. This is going to be new. Uh, the only time I ever did a pregame live stream was Super Bowl 55 when I was on my high horse thinking we were going to have a great game. We'll leave it at that. But uh, if, it, if the Chiefs have like a noon kickoff game, it's going to be easy to do a live stream. Or if they have like a Sunday night or Monday night game uh, or Thursday night in week two, it's easy to do, to do a pregame live stream. But for like a 325 pregame live stream that's going to be hard because a lot I don't know if a lot of people are going to show up for that we will give it a try uh the first Chiefs game I don't know if it's 305 or 325 uh but it's going to be at Arizona so we can make that our kind of like our guinea pig guinea pig test uh by the way I'll be doing this for preseason games as well pregame halftime and live stream so that'll be a lot of fun and I'll probably chime in during like a, a Sunday night or a Monday night game and do like a Facebook Live also. Uh, just chime in for a little bit uh, during the game uh, to see how that goes. Uh, to see if people like that and if they want to do more of that. So, please, 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 if you haven't already, please make sure you're following me on the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Farzingvasugian. The links will be in the description of the podcast. I I've, I tried to be consistent with that. I believe I forgot last episode of the episode before. Uh, so, uh, I'll make sure I have that for sure. So please make sure you are following me on Facebook because I want to have as many people possible and have the best season we've ever had on our Facebook page. Cause it's definitely grown over the last five, six years. And I want to keep that going for sure. We, five years ago, we, we had about 2000 people and now we're at, what are we at right now? Uh, we are close to 34,000, which is insane. Um, you know, look, I don't think those, that, that's a big number per se. It's definitely more than before. A lot of people tell me I, I have a lot of followers, but, um, uh, you know, neither here nor there. I appreciate all of you guys who have been supportive and have who've basically been uh, supportive of, uh, of the podcast, the page, everything I do over the years. So much, much appreciated uh, for all of you guys uh, that have uh, supported me and the page over the years. All right, let's get right into it because there's a lot to get into and I want to make this as short as possible. The Deshaun Watson suspension. Okay, the NFL is doing something new this year or they started doing something new. Uh, 2020, I believe, was the uh, new CBA that they uh, all agreed on where, uh, you know, for situations like this, they'll have a judge that will look at all the evidence, look at all the facts, 
hear both sides out and make a decision on a suspension, the NFLPA and the NFL agree that Roger Goodell has the ability to appeal and overrule those kinds of things. But the NFLPA, which said on Sunday, hey, whatever the announcement is, let's accept it. Because they already knew it was going to be six games. Otherwise, why would they say that? And they were even asking the NFL, hey, let's all accept uh, whatever the uh, punishment's going to be. And the NFL's like, nah, six games is not enough. They had three days to respond. They responded in the sec- on the second day. And now we're in a situation where Deshaun Watson's future is very uncertain. The Browns, man, I mean, they're, the guy who was projected to be their starting quarterback at the beginning of the offseason has gone to Carolina, Baker Mayfield. The guy who they have right now, Deshaun Watson, is not going to start week one. He's not, he may not even play a game this year. I mean, who's your quarterback? Jacoby Brissett? You know, you're going to... You you probably need to, like, call Colin Kaepernick at this point, which would be the most Browns thing ever, or Tim Tebow. Because seriously, you, 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 you screwed yourself, and this is what you're dealing with. Quite honestly, the Browns deserve it. But in terms of the way this process works... It's going to take a long time because the we know Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA accepted the six-game suspension, which is weird to me because Deshaun Watson multiple times publicly has pleaded his innocence. If you're innocent, why are you accepting a six-game suspension? It's weird, man. The Deshaun Watson's camp, they've changed their story many times. First, it was he didn't do it. Oh, well, all these details have come out. It was consensual. It was consensual. Yeah. Um, it can't be both. It, it just can't be. And all this many people that have spoke out, and I know there have been settlements with a majority of them, but that does not mean anything at the end of the day. You still did what you did. And I'm pretty firm on what happened. Now, how you're going to prove this legally, because that's where this is all going to go, because the NFLPA is suing the NFL for this. I have no idea. I don't know. Like week seven, what are the Browns gonna do? They like listen. Even though the Browns suck for what they did to Baker and to themselves, and to their fan base too, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the quarterbacks coach, like those guys did not do anything wrong. They're obviously they don't care this exact second, but in week seven. They need to know which quarterback they're preparing because as of now, we don't know what that's going to look like. And the closer we get to week seven, the more interesting it's going to get for the Browns. Um, Not a situation I would want to be a part of, but this is going to take a long time. They're going to have to do something to speed up the process because the NFL wants Deshaun Watson, rightfully so, to be suspended for a year. Deshaun Watson, there are screenshots of this. Deshaun Watson has admitted to apologizing to someone. Um, because she cried, and so he messaged her and said, hey, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. I just want to support black businesses. That's what he told the woman. Uh, nobody believes that. Nobody believes that, for sure. You, you got to be real stupid to, to, to believe that, for uh, coming out of Deshaun Watson's mouth, uh, or keyboard, whatever it was, because he sent the message in, a, in an Instagram DM, I believe. Um... Look, there's no real. Let's just take it back a bit. Like, there's no reason to have that many massage therapists. And by the way, they're all women. Like, can we just 
like be open and honest. Men are physically stronger than women. If I'm an athlete, if I'm a professional athlete and I need the best care for my body, especially with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson who runs a lot. I mean, you you want someone that's going to be physically like stronger taking care of you, right? I mean, what is going on in this situation? By the way, I know there was a that's what she said joke that you guys all probably thought in your head was I said that. But seriously, like if you're if you're a professional athlete, you want someone that's going to be like physically that's the best at what they do. And if that's the case, how is it that out of all these massage therapists, not one single one of these massage therapists are men. They're all women. Okay. Let's not pretend to be there were a lot of people uh who were like oh he's a professional athlete don't you know uh, you know how many hits he takes and you know what he goes through okay they're all women i mean you're you're not fooling anyone with this no not at all uh look deshaun watson's got nobody to blame but himself okay no one to blame but himself uh, Miami, they are in a uh, bit of trouble. Uh, the Dolphins have been docked a, a, a first round 2023 draft pick. Uh, Stephen Ross, the owner, uh, there are a few other punishments that I don't care about. This has to do with them uh, tampering, trying to get Tom Brady in 2019, as well as Sean Payton, the uh, former head coach of the Saints. That's interesting. I'm sure Brian Flores has a lot of opinions on that. By the way, a lot of people saying that Belichick now intentionally wrote that uh, text message to Brian Flores because he knew that it would uh, hurt the uh, Dolphins in the, in the long run. But uh, Belichick does what Belichick does. He Everything he does is strategic. Uh, but owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, he has been fined $1.5 million for violating policies related to integrity of the game, which is absolutely nothing to an owner. That's pennies and nickels to Stephen Ross and any other NFL owner out there. Stephen Ross, this is very interesting. Stephen Ross has been suspended six games. What the hell is suspending an owner six games going to do? So for those who don't get it, if you are suspended, you cannot be in communications with anyone. You cannot be uh, at at team facilities, you cannot be at practice, you cannot be at games, you cannot be at the stadium. I think it was Akib Talib. He was suspended for a game uh, back when he was with the Bucks. I think I might be. It might be the wrong team or the wrong player. So forgive me on that. But he actually attended a game, like in the crowd or in one of the suites. Even though he was not communicating with anyone, he was still physically present at the game, and that's not allowed. So, Steven Ross cannot be at the games. Now, why would you suspend an owner? Like, when you suspend someone, you, you want them to suffer the consequences and essentially struggle for the wrongdoings that they did. Suspending an owner is not going to hurt the Miami Dolphins. He can have someone cover and do his duties for six weeks. No problem. You're suspending an owner who is still going to profit from everything, especially for the home games. Like you're not, you're not doing all. All the only difference, Stephen Ross. Like again, the owners don't do a whole lot, um, unless they also carry the title of general manager. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the Dolphins, so I'm not going to really get into that. Uh, but 
he's going to watch the games from home rather than be in person. He's still going to make all millions of dollars from all these games. You're not you're not really punishing the guy in the in the long run. Um, not really sure what kind of a punishment this is from the NFL standpoint, but hey, um, it's the NFL. They can do whatever they want. Last I checked, so uh, Roger Goodell, more power to you. I mean, he's got a lot of he's got a lot on his plate right now, so uh, keep that going all you want. A couple of um, couple of news and notes here. Debo Samuel he signed a new three year deal. Uh, wait, hey, which is great. I know there was a lot made about that this off season. Uh, let me say this though: the 49ers have Debo Samuel, good wide receiver. They've got George Kittle, great tight end, cool. I'm still not sold on the quarterback situation though. See, a lot of people say Patrick Mahomes was great because he had Tyree Kill and uh, Travis Kelsey in his first four seasons as a starter. Well, this is not necessarily Tyree Kill and George uh, or uh, Travis Kelsey, but it's pretty darn close to it. And you have Trey Lance, who it seems like the 49ers are moving forward with him instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's see what Trey Lance does. Because for all the people who say Patrick Mahomes was only successful because he had Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, well, this is about to be the um, the closest we can get to a mirror image of what the Chiefs have had the past four years. How is Trey Lance going to do with a top-notch receiver and a top-notch tight end? How is he going to do with that? Because I'm still not sold on Trey Lance if I'm being honest here. And by the way, I'm definitely not sold on Kyle Shanahan. This guy has blown... Two massive leads in Super Bowls with the Atlanta Falcons and with the 49ers. Obviously, I had a more uh, vested emotionally in the uh, 49ers loss one there. But I'm not quite sure if, if, if Kyle Shanahan's the guy. I know his dad was this very good head coach for many years with the Raiders and with the uh, Broncos. But I don't really know how much I, I trust Kyle Shanahan. The 49ers have been a very, very, very inconsistent team the past four to five years. They're great one year, not good the next. Great one year, not the the next. We don't really know what the 49ers are capable of uh, because they haven't done all of this on a consistent basis. And now they're changing quarterbacks again. They were all in on uh, Garoppolo when they traded for him, but he just hasn't panned out to be the the quarterback that they needed. Um, he gets credit for the things he's done, but he wasn't really the key reason why the 49ers made it to a Super Bowl when uh, when they played the Chiefs that year. So I'm still curious to know what um, what the 49ers are all about, especially with uh, with Trey Lance now uh, taking the reins as a starting quarterback. Uh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes took uh, he he got some uh, he he's gotten a lot of heat lately. First, we had an anonymous defensive coach kind of, I don't want to say tear up, torn up his uh, his gameplay, but he, 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 he criticized his style of play because it's different. And then he called it street ball. Like it's a bad thing or something. Listen, if Patrick Mahomes, here's, here's what so many people say about Patrick Mahomes, that... Uh, you know, he chokes in big games or that he uh, doesn't have fight in him or that he's playing street ball. Well, last I checked, ever since the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, which is the same time they changed general managers, 
The Chiefs have won more regular and postseason games than any other team in the NFL. He's made it to a uh, to an AFC Championship game every year as a starting quarterback, all four years. He's made it to a Final Four every year as a as a starting quarterback. If this is a guy that you people like to call ch- a choke artist, or a guy who doesn't have fight, or a guy who has street ball, what does that say about the other quarterbacks in the NFL? Because... The only other quarterback that has made it to multiple conference championship games and Super Bowls at the same time Mahomes has been starting is Tom Brady. So Tom Brady, we all know the GOAT, 45 years old, by the way. 102 active players, by the way, were not born when Tom Brady was drafted. Fun fact from NFL research on that. But Tom Brady, the only other quarterback that's also been, uh, you know, been to multiple Super Bowls in the last four years, which is the same window Mahomes has been a starting quarterback. What does that say about the rest of the NFL? Because if Mahomes is this big choke artist, not quite sure what you really label Josh Allen or... I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks that have not made it to the Final Four uh, multiple times. Uh, that uh, that have been around uh, for a couple of years at least. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, okay, that's kind of a bad one because he's been to a- NFC Championship games. I mean, listen, uh, other than Rodgers, Brady, Burrow, and Allen, and I and I'm putting Burrow in there because he's a young guy and he just he got to a Super Bowl in his second year. I mean, if Mahomes is a choke artist, what does that say about all the other quarterbacks that I did not name? Um, even the quarterbacks I did name, other than Brady, Mahomes has done more than those guys. So I, I, I'm just confused with the the um, the criticism around Mahomes. By the way, Mahomes responded to this in a press conference. Um, and he talked about race a little bit. Uh, mentioning how black quarterbacks like himself, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, tend to take more heat than other quarterbacks. And I don't see what he said was wrong. A lot of people responded to this on the Facebook page. This got a lot of comments, by the way. A lot of people said, oh, he's playing the race card. But they didn't debunk or refute what he's saying. Uh, By the way, a lot of people are talking about him and the money he makes. This has nothing to do with contracts. It's about the criticism that's out there about black people that Mahomes is trying to make. And RG3 even tweeted about this a couple days before Mahomes said anything. Listen, Lamar Jackson wins a lot of games, but people still criticize him. Uh, Kyler Murray has gradually gotten better, but there's still a lot of criticism about him. Patrick Mahomes has been to a Final Four all four years, but again, people still bash this guy whenever they can. So I can understand Mahomes putting things the way he did, uh, saying what he said. Oh, by the way, the, a lot of ignorant responses. A lot of people saying, oh, I didn't know Mahomes was black. Why is Mahomes complaining? He's half black, half white. And then there are some people saying, oh, uh, isn't Mahomes white? I, I mean, just ignorant comments like that. And then you wonder why there is so much conversation about race in this country. I Listen, I, I don't really have much of an issue with Mahomes' comments. Uh, but the uh, responses to that, I mean, boy, uh, that tells you why. Like, people are upset about race in this country being discussed. Okay. Explain the ignorant comments. Because I see them on my page. People are like, oh, show me. I don't see them anywhere in this country. 
it's out there on social media. It's on my social media. Uh, but somehow it doesn't exist in, in some people's eyes. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, I, I mentioned this with Harrison Butker, which I, I do need to get into in, a, in another uh, topic later on. But someone said, oh, he's been getting stick to sports comments. A lot of them. I'm like, really? Because Mahomes got them, and so did Matthew, just for creating voter registration drives. They got killed with a bunch of them. Can you show me Harrison Butker getting the same amount? They're like, no, you show it. Like, you're the one making the claim. Uh, it's weird how people in this country want to make a claim or have a stance or say they're annoyed by a subject, but then they can't find a good reason to be upset about it or, or even show proof of that. They can't show proof of these things. That's why where you are where we are in this country, folks. Uh, real quickly, Kyle Murray's provision. <laughs> um, I can't say talk about this with a straight face. I really can't. Uh, Kyler Murray's provision has been removed. The provision where he has to do independent uh, study. What is what was it? Four hours a week independent study. They removed it because of the criticism this has received, folks. Let me just say something. I don't know why they did that. I don't know if there was a question about Kyler Murray's dedication. I went over this last podcast, so I'm not going to go into detail with this again. By the way, not the last podcast, but the one before. And I completely forgot. A big shout out to Nehemiah Clark, uh, who joined us on the podcast last episode. Great episode with him. Uh, from MTV's The Real World Austin and uh, been on several seasons of MTV's The Challenge. Really nice guy. Had a great time uh, talking to him. Check that out if you haven't already. But... Uh, the podcast before, I went over the whole Kyler Murray thing, so I'm not going to go over it again. But I did mention the Jamarcus Russell situation where they gave him blank DVDs and said, Hey, Jamarcus, study these uh, these uh, tapes. Tell us what you learn." And he says he learned blitz packages uh, when there was nothing on them. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that's what happened in Arizona ever, but... Something was up that the Cardinals felt the need to include this. And then this got out in the open. And oh boy, um, you know, really bad PR. Not as bad as like the Browns with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, but still pretty damn bad. Um, hey, listen, I like the. I try to root for organizations like the Browns and the Cardinals. Uh, the Browns, I mean, it's kind of hard to root for them because of their ownership and what they did. Um, just really kind of a spit in the face to anyone that's ever uh, been uh, shut down because they claim that they were sexually assaulted. Um, I mean, that's kind of what happened there. The The Cardinals, on the other hand, they just did something stupid. Like, they, they're, they're not terrible people because of this. Uh, it's just they did, did something and... Weren't really sure how how the public was going to react. By the way, how do you not know how people are going to react in 2022 to stuff like this? Um, I get it. A lot of these owners, general managers, and coaches, a lot of them are up there in age where social media and the public news that's out there on social media, like that's not their thing. But they have a PR staff. The PR staff knows how... This stuff goes. Now, the PR staff is not out there uh, creating the contract, so they don't care about this stuff. The, it's not the PR person's job to read the contract details. Um, but you still got to know how these things are going to happen. You got to know. 
Uh, we lost a couple of legends. Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88, 11-time NBA champion and five-time MVP. Uh, there was an article, article about him on ESPN, uh, and they uh, labeled him, quote, being outspoken on social justice issues. Listen, I always appreciate it when athletes are doing more than just what they do on the court or on the field. For instance, Kobe Bryant, um, this guy won... Uh, an Emmy award. I can't remember if it was an Emmy or an Oscar award. And I remember people were comparing him to Leonardo DiCaprio, saying he's got more awards than him. One's more known for being an athlete. The other one's a great actor. Um, And it's just things like that. I mentioned Patrick Mahomes earlier. This guy has been very involved in the community. Um, listen, a lot of athletes are heavily involved in the community. But when you have that rising superstar, that quick rise to superstar power, like Mahomes did, his off-the-field work just gets talked about a bit more than others. But obviously, he went, you know, he announced his charity on uh, one of the late-night shows uh, when he was a guest on one of those shows, which is not something you see often. Uh, Mahomes, uh, with his platform, he went out there and he created voter registration drives. And as a result, if you guys looked at, at 2020, there uh, were uh, record-breaking numbers for voter turnout. So, that's I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is the sole reason for that. I'm sure a lot of people created voter uh, registration drives. Patrick Mahomes just happened to be one of them. And with his platform, you know he certainly had an impact on that. Um, so, Bill Russell, uh, someone who was outspoken on social justice issues. And you look at today, the past couple of years, the uh, how that's been a big deal. Uh, shows you, um, you know, just... What he did back then didn't have the platform uh, like people do now with social media and just the way news is consumed in general. But he paved the way for that, for other athletes to be able to learn from him and try to do it even better. So I've always appreciated that from Bill Russell. Uh, another legend we lost, we lost a broadca- sports broadcasting legend, Vince Scully, at the age of 94, uh, which is a very, very... Uh, Sad week uh, in the uh, sports broadcasting world. Uh, certainly a legend. Let me just say this about play-by-play. Uh, I, I've only done maybe a couple baseball games. Uh, I've done more football and basketball games. I'm telling you right now, people think you just put on uh, the headset or you get your microphone and you just talk and you talk about what happened. You basically just describe what happens. Especially on radio, you got to be very descriptive. Whereas on TV, less is more. But... To do play-by-play as well as he did and to do it for that long. First of all, anytime you have longevity anywhere, you're obviously doing something right to have that kind of longevity. And to be great at it and to stick with a single organization for that long with the Brooklyn and then the LA Dodgers. The guy's a legend for the organization. He really, really is. Um, this is someone who a lot of people love listening to and someone that a lot of people would you know listen to on the radio and, and turn down the volumes on their TV because here's the difficulty about play-by-play on the radio. If it's a blowout, you got to find a way to, to, to keep your audience interested. You got to be a great storyteller if... You're, you're losing 10 nothing. 
in the third inning, well, the game is more than likely decided, and you got to find a way to entertain your audience for the remaining six innings. So you got to be able to find good stories to tell, and you got to have a lot of them ready and prepared. You're probably going to have a bunch of stories ready. You may not tell them every game. You got to save them for the right time. And that's something Vince Scully did a great job of. It is not easy to do play by play. Again, I've done it several times. Uh, it can be very difficult. Uh, listen, I've done a lot of KU play by play, okay? So when it comes to KU football, we're talking blowout losses there. KU basketball, probably a lot of blowout victories there. So whenever you have one sided games and you're announcing them on the air, you better find a way to keep your audience interested because if all you're going to do is just tell the action and not anything else, your audience is turning you the radio off or they're going to change the channel. Vince Gully did not allow people to change a channel on the radio. This is a guy who did a lot of things right Maybe everything, right? And there's a reason why he was able to do what he did for a very, very long time in one place. Find me a a, a sports broadcaster. I know there are a lot of sports broadcasters. They start locally, then they get hired by a team, and then they want to go to the next level, like do it for ESPN or Fox, CBS, whatever. Vince Coley stayed where where he was for a long time. And generally, you know, people are happy with their uh, colleges and, and teams are happy with their announcers and they want to keep them for a long time. But Vince Gulley could have left if he wanted to, and he didn't. And the Dodgers were willing to keep him for as long as he wanted to do it. That's rare, especially today in sports broadcasting. So two legends we lost, Vince Gulley and Bill Russell. Okay, real quickly, uh, so some politics here. Let's talk some politics because that's exciting. Uh, Tim Hulskamp, politician in Kansas, uh, he uh, is – talk about misinformation and uh, fake news. This is the side that loves to throw out the term fake news. So my mom received this text message, and so did a lot of people in Kansas. I did not, uh, but a lot of other people did. So for those who – don't know in the state of Kansas, uh, people, uh, there, there was a bill that they were trying to, uh, pass to ban abortion. If you voted yes, then you were voting to ban abortions. If you voted no, you were voting to keep abortions legal. Tim Hillscamp teamed up with some anti-abortion company in Nevada. And that company sent out text messages to Kansas area code cell phone numbers. And the text message, I'm paraphrasing, by the way, was telling people that they were going to lose their rights, uh, their right to choose, and to save it, they need to vote yes. So, yeah. Obviously very misleading. The reason I bring this up is because former Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker did an ad campaign uh, teaming up with Hule Scamp and uh, telling Kansans to vote yes. Now, in that ad, Harrison Butker, in the first six seconds, says that there is a lot of, quote, misinformation about the value them both bill. 
yet the guy he was campaigning uh, alongside with just sent out intentionally misleading information to get people to vote in a certain way. And listen, I'll, I'll say what I said before. Harrison Butker is allowed to have whatever stance he wants. Okay, he, he's he's a human. He's a citizen. He has rights. Okay, he's he, he's allowed to lean on whatever side he wants to. That's not what this topic is about. When I brought this up before, it was to criticize those who were not telling him stick to sports because we all knew they would say so. Tyshawn Taylor, former Kansas Jayhawk, he praised Kansas for this. Someone told him stick to hoops. Obviously, if he criticized Kansas, that same person would not have said anything. That's the point I was trying to make there. For this point, Butker and his ad talked about misinformation, but the guy he was linked to in all of this was also spreading misinformation. And listen, I guess they they were in desperate need to do that because look at the result. 69% voted no. Um, A lot of people nationally were shocked by this. And people were concerned as to whether or not this could be a preview of things to come, especially with Kansas being more conservative than not. But that's a topic for another time. My whole point here is with Butker... um, it's a, in my opinion, it's a bad look. It's a, that doesn't mean he's a bad person, but for you to do an ad campaign and to say there's misinformation and the guy who you teamed up with did the same thing, basically, that's a bad look on your end. This is why, you know, if I was an athlete and someone said, hey, we, we, we know you have this stance. We would love it if you uh, would endorse us. We'll, we'll, we'll work with you. We'll do all this. We'll pay you all this. I'd say no. I, I, I don't care who you are, uh, red, blue, left, right, whoever. I would never endorse a politician. Never. Because first of all, you, you got to be a little bit biased. And, well, not a little bit. You have to certainly be biased if they're paying you. Uh, look at Dana White, who's good friends with Donald Trump. And they have a friendship. So they, they go back a, a, long, a long while. But the things that Dana White has endorsed... And praise Trump for it's like you're only saying this because he's your friend because all the things you're saying can easily be fact checked and debunked. So listen, this is what happens when um, athletes or people involved in sports get paid to endorse someone. Uh, you you don't want to go against them because they're paying you, and when they do something that's wrong. It can look bad on you. Doesn't mean you're at fault for it, but there is such thing as being guilty by association. And unfortunately for Harrison Butker, because he chose to go this route, and he's allowed to, but because he teamed up with this person who was intentionally trying to mislead people to voting a certain way, you're guilty by association. That may not sound fair, but that's what happens when you endorse a politician. That's just the reality of it. All right, that'll do it for this episode of FarceCast. My name is Farzine Vasugan. Huge thanks to all of you guys for downloading and listening to this episode of FarceCast. This episode, uh, I'll uh, have it out uh, very soon. Uh, But uh, real quick note, 
please make sure you're following me on the Facebook page because we are going to be doing a lot more content on there. There will be a lot more live streams, a lot more interaction, all of that going on. And I need you guys to be a big part of that. So please keep it coming. The comments, the likes, the reactions, the shares. We need more of that. And we're going to have a lot more of that because... We have grown uh, by an insane amount this offseason, especially this summer, and we're still growing. Uh, a lot of big numbers coming in. We're close to 34,000. We just hit 33,000 like last week, and we're already close to 34,000. So big thank you to all of you uh, for being awesome and helping the page grow. You're the reason why the page is where it is today, and we're going to have an awesome season because of you guys. The first preseason game is this week. I know we may not all watch the entire game, but we're all going to be watching some of it. I will for sure... I will actually do a live stream at some point during that preseason game. So we'll start off then and we'll uh, keep the content going from there on. My name is Farzad Vasugan. Big thanks to you guys for listening to the podcast. Subscribe, share the links. Until then, I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care.